fellas, it looks like we can start it out now. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to tonight's episode of the TXR Podcast. This is episode number 189. I'm your host, Invader, and it's another good evening to be discussing a lot of things about Xbox and more from around the game industry. Valve recently announced a new portable gaming device. We'll certainly dive into that, as well Phil Spencer's recent comments on game preservation. Do we need to have a more broader conversation on backwards compatibility, or just like preservation and conservation as a whole on that matter? As well, loads upon loads of game delays over the past week. Is the latter half of this year starting to look a bit, I don't know, empty? Well, we'll dive into that. Certainly some good convos to be had there, but first let me introduce everybody on tonight's panel. And I'll start off with uh, General MLD. Hey, buddy, uh, how you doing? Hey, oh, doing pretty good here. Uh, been a very interesting week in gaming. Uh, looking forward to talking about it with you uh, fine people. So, yeah. Uh all right, all right, yeah, no, it, it certainly has been, brother. Uh, again, uh, usually the summer is kind of light on topics, but uh, you know, there's there's certainly a, quite a few things to talk about here. Uh, moving on down the list, Centurion, how's everyone's favorite uh, fanboy? <laughs> <laughs> That's as soon as MLT was saying uh, the fine people on the show, I was like, he must have not seen my ne- my current video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it is Sunday night. It is time to have fun. The topics, eh, like you said, it may be a little slow, but there is definitely some topics there and some stuff to talk about and even some shots fired towards Xbox. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, man, like that was a pretty creative video. Uh, It must have had a lot of fun doing that. I will definitely say it was fun. I was laughing while I was even doing it. Um, I will definitely say, though, for it doesn't take very long to actually shoot it. It's actually editing it and trying to because you got to actually think about it. You got to do the video twice. You got you shoot the whole thing. Obviously, you can hear yourself, but the audio will sound like absolute hell because you're 100 feet away from the camera. So you got to do all the audio all over again on your computer. So you're basically shooting it twice. All right, all right. Yeah, no, it just looks like you had a lot of fun uh, making that, and uh, oh yeah, I, no, I, it was a plan. I got a kick out of it. I know a lot of other people did, including the one us on the panel. So uh, de- definitely Actually, continue with I that. Actually, I think you kind of fooled it because uh, uh, fanboy is going to definitely have a little bit of a narration with this co- this Kotaku article that you kind of put in my lap. I was like, what? What is this? Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, get into that a little bit later, but it was, that, that is kind of a... Oh, no, a I ain't gonna get into it. I was just saying, as soon as you put that, I was like, ooh, inspiration right there. No, 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 you, I understand what you're saying, but it just, yeah, that was a, uh, it just, it, all, all those kinds of articles seem to come out of certain outlets, so, I, in a way, I'm not surprised, remember, but... fanboy, technically in everybody, so you never know, maybe he was just hanging out over at Kotaku that night and was just decided to fly off the handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, moving on down the list here. Uh, Tim, buddy, hey, what's going on on your end? Not much. Uh, happy to be here. Another week, another uh, show, and uh, got, we got some stuff to talk about. Not the biggest of weeks, but, um, you know, we're here for the fans. We're here for uh, the people that like to talk about Xbox and the industry, and uh, we have some stuff to talk about, so looking forward to it. 
Yes, I do well there, brother. And finally here, we got uh, Eric Shockley. Bro, what's new and exciting? Yeah, not much. Just uh, waiting for the, the scent to drop on, on Game Pass and some other uh, Back for Blood coming later this year. But uh, I've just been playing some of my uh, retro collection as I've kind of been thinning that out. I may, I actually found this cool, I have a like a 4x3 like big two CRT. Uh, so I have my in. Oh, I think it cut out there, Shock. Oh, my bad. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. No, I just noticed I was like, after playing on my uh, CRT with my uh, HDMI modded uh, N64, I was like, wait, all this time I know my modded 64 has a 720p mode, but I was like, oh, wait, so does my old crt so i switched it to that thing and the color just pops way more i was like holy shit i'm playing Star Fox 64 720p in ultra crisp you know you basically you know what you could have never imagined the n64 to look like because of and nintendo's like deep blur effect that kind of put vaseline on the screen and made it kind of smeared so you wouldn't see pixels um <laughs> But I was just like blown away by that. But other than that, uh, not much. Just uh, running through Plate's Tale and just running through some of my retro collection. That's about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, um, you know, I've been going through uh, some of my backlog myself. I just beat uh, The Evil Within, the, the first one with all the DLC. And nice. man, oh, I tell you, that is one messed up game, but in a good way. In a good way, it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's kind of hard the first couple of chapters, the main game, but it it's good, man. Oh, yeah. I... It's sad that one didn't get the boost. The sixty FP, the second one did, but not the first mm -hmm. one. Yeah, no, I I got the the second one too because I got them on sale uh back around in December for like the Christmas sale, the New Year sale oh, or whatever, yeah. and uh, you know, it just it was hard to not pick them up. Of course, they're, they're in Game Pass now, but uh, yeah, I cannot wait to get into the Evil Within 2. Man, it is uh, <laughs> really disturbing, but really awesome game. Again, very similar to Resident Evil, but I would argue a little more uh, freaky. <laughs> Definitely a good one. Yep. But uh, okay, guys, let's uh, kick things into gear here and move on to our first topic. And to no one's surprise, it's the uh, the Steam Deck. Earlier this week, Valve announced this portable PC coming out in December of this year. I've been seeing a lot of praise for it, but you know, time will tell, right? It's not in our hands. Only a few few outlets kind of have it or have spent some time with it. I think. But, you know, we'll we'll get into some details. Shockley, buddy, what are your first impressions of the Steam Deck? Is this something that you could see gamers latch on to? Shock? Yep. Yeah, that it looked pretty dope. Um, that came out of nowhere. Because I think I I think I was like working when it went on and then I saw everybody kind of posting about it. I had no idea what I was looking at. Kind of remind me of these old, uh, how big the game gear was, <laughs> how like wide. That's probably the only downside with it. Uh, so how, actually, uh, how big it is. Um, so probably longer playing sessions might, you know, fatigue wise. We'll see. But uh, uh, looks pretty dope. And then I found out it has the uh, SSD or the NVMe uh, speed with those extra uh, models that you can choose from. 
Right. So, I mean, they kind of, kind of like took, uh, it's just funny. I wonder if they like, and after the switch announced the OLED, uh, model, I wonder if they like push this out a little bit faster to get it out since it's still under pre-order. Um, cause they kind of taking their thunder. Cause if you think about it, you're going to be able to run windows on this thing. So you're going to get game pass, you know, crystal clear, forget xcloud for that matter you know if you want to lug this thing around uh but then you know the pc guys have already playing the switch emulated heck they get the switch ports to the pc before they even drop on the sorry that's our dogs in the back <laughs> that's uh they get the games even on the on pc they drop on pc before they even uh, drop on uh, the nintendo store so they're going to be playing you know these switch games at at 60 fps well, you know, if they drop on your Switch, they're at 30 FPS usually at best. So, I mean, it's kind of taking its thunder. And this one will probably hit with, or, you know, be a hit unlike the Steam Machine because that was more targeted because that community is more hardcore and they're not going to go buy those Steam Machines that are more for the casuals. Whereas this is geared towards the hardcore and they're going to, you know, buy this kind of like how some of them bought the Switch to take their gaming on the go well now they mm-hmm. can do that so i think it's well as we've seen it's well pretty much anything's going to sell out even if it's a bad product even the wii u did but mm-hmm. i think you're going to see this one pretty hard to get to um well scalpers are going to make sure that happens too but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be hot hot item for sure now, as you said, this sucker is drawing a lot of comparisons to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, is it really in direct competition, or are they just different uses altogether? I know uh, just before the show, actually, uh, a, a fan of the show uh, like got into a conversation with uh, me and General MLD uh, got in there from the looks of it, and you know, does does this kind of thing need exclusives, kind of like the Switch? Or is it just fine by just being a portable PC in itself? Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I, it's not like direct competition, but some of the, definitely some of the, I could see some of the PC people that, you know, maybe for like a guy I follow, like, uh, uh, oh no, it's Alex on PSP podcast, uh, press start podcast. I can see him like, Hey, well, I don't really need to switch anymore. Do I? Now I can take them, you know, I may have been playing Breath of the Wild on the PC emulated, you know, 60 FPS. Well, now I can do it portably. <laughs> so some of the hardcore PC guys, they might be like, hey, I don't need the Switch. But casually, no, it's still going to fly off the shelf, especially because of the price of this thing. If you want the entry level, which does not have the NVMe speed, it's upwards of like, I think, I think that the main one's 400. So maybe for those casual, they might go for it but uh but then you still have the big nintendo exclusives so unless they're into it hardcore which they're probably not at that point to emulate and find the files to actually emulate the switch it's probably not in direct competition since you have still the big exclusive nintendo offers so Hmm. but i could see some of the pc hardcore like hey just skipping it hey i got everybody's games xbox playstation nintendo on the go and they're downloaded. I'm not streaming. I get the, you know, best quality mobile. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, I'd like to know uh, everybody else's thoughts on the panel. Uh, Centurion, what do you think of this uh, Steam Deck here? I mean, is this something that would be up your alley uh, to pre-order? I've seen a lot of pre-orders, people posting their uh, their buys, their purchases already. Uh, what are your thoughts on this sucker? No, I did not pre-order it. Um, I am more interested in the concept of possibly... I've always wanted to be build a PC for entertainment purposes to use on my my television on my entertainment center. Um, just a crazy thing I want to do to actually have a full blown like entertainment center that could actually use the internet. Um, and for me, I'm more interested in the emulation side of the Stream Deck. I'm uh, sorry, Steam Deck. I keep making Stream Deck jokes, and that one just stuck. Steam Deck. Um, and I'm wanting to actually, I was looking more at the back compat library. Um, I was actually surprised one title caught my eye right away. It was like star Wars shadow of the empire. Uh, I, I was like, Ooh, if they have that on there, I can only imagine really just how deep their, uh, library goes backwards. And I'm more interested in that. And I would just love to be able to hook this thing up to my television and start playing games from God back when I was really a kid. That's where I'm at on it. I'm I'm gonna sit back and see where this how this whole thing unfolds when it comes to uh, the Steam Deck. Uh, no, I did not pre-order. I saw a lot of people did. Uh, if anything, how about let's? I think it's really cool that uh, how their pre-order process worked. Like they were trying to give people a fighting chance against scalpers. Um, mm -hmm. It's good to see a hardware manufacturer actually acknowledge the problem and actually try to circumvent the problem. Uh, so really, um, I'm just really in a holding pattern on this one to really see how it unfolds. Uh, cause there was, uh, some talk about how, um, they're not sure how the drivers are going to work yet when it comes to putting windows on it. Is it going to have full driver support or is this something that, uh, the community is going to have to cook up and everybody downloads their, you know, the drivers and stuff amongst each other to actually properly use windows. Uh, mm -hmm. because if I'm correct, the Steam Deck is uh, more of a, a Linux-based system right now. Yeah, that's correct. And as a result of it being Linux-based, um, it actually, there's a lot of games that have uh, anti-cheat software that actually looks for Linux stuff, and that's where they've talked about how there's certain issues right now with playing online games with uh, Apex, um, Fortnite, Destiny games, uh, even um, Rainbow Six Siege came up in that. Uh, Destiny acknowledged this and came out and said that they are working together with Steam Deck to actually make this a non-issue. Um, so they are, that's where it's a, like they are obviously aware of the issue, but it only affects basically games that have a very heavy multiplayer like emphasis. Mm, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, just the idea of bringing again your steam library on the go is really awesome and just you know in a handheld device i'm just thinking about i'm kind of curious to see how like rts games work and whatnot as well that might be a little difficult but i mean a cool cool thought um tim i have to uh ask you specifically on this one um how do you think that Xbox users will uh, take advantage of this device? Like, you know, you got to think about Xbox Game Pass and xCloud when you're talking about uh, the Steam Deck here, right? Yeah, I honestly, I feel like it's a good product. It's priced well. Um, I don't know how, how, how it's going to really, if it's really going to catch on like the way people are thinking it's going to catch on. I think 
Uh, unfortunately, a lot of casuals are still in that, you know, uh, Nintendo Switch mind. Um, and this might be too elaborate for them. But uh, for the Xbox user or people like that that are power users that listen to the show, that play Xbox, it's it's a it's something that you know you could put Game Pass on and would experiment with. Even even if you don't play Xbox on, and you want to you're a Steam user and you want to play some of the games that they offer and 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 you know as a storefront, uh, it's a nice device. It's uh, it, it's just supposed to show you though. That Phil's vision that he's been pushing and Xbox's vision that they've been pushing for about four years really is uh, the was the vision that you know um, that the whole industry is going after, uh, and uh, you know the you know the people that talked about uh, dedicated consoles, people don't want this to play their games all over the place. Uh, it's pretty obvious that the way this is going is, is that people want to play their games wherever they want, access wherever they can, and their content is their content, and there's no restrictions around it. The old way of thinking is completely out the window, and the new way of thinking is basically I own something, I could play it in an airplane bathroom if I can, you know, wherever mm-hmm. I want to play it. So... Um, as far as that, I think I, I, I think it's a basically it's it's further, um, you know, emphasizing the strategy that Xbox has and that's been pushing. And I saw Phil commented on it, uh, and and uh, you know, encouraged that people want to play where they want to play their games. And let's face it, uh, that's where this this is going. You have uh, Steam getting into the into the fray. Um, and they've they've done a really good job here. I have to give them compliments. You know, uh, they did a good job here. They seem to have knocked it out of the ballpark. I just am afraid that they're communicating a very uh, it's not sophisticated to us, but it's sophisticated to people who don't know what Steam is and don't know what PC game is. Um, you know, the PC Steam crowd, which is, it, it, you know, they, they would say it's a large number. Reality is, is that, you know, uh, how many people really are, you know, that big into Steam that they're going to get, uh, you know, a handheld remains to be seen, I think. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it, uh, an eye on the, the sales of this, but I think it will do well or decent, but I don't think it's like people think that, it's gonna like rival like switch. Uh, switch. It's not gonna come close to switch. Switch is still outselling per unit PlayStation Five and Xbox. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show you, uh, you know, people do like the handheld and the small uh, amount of gaming, uh, the small gaming, and you know, the, you know, the, the things that the the Nintendo offers very well. Uh, but like I said, I just think it's a great device. I just kind of am fearful of the sophistication of it and if it's able to catch on uh, to where I think uh, Valve wants them to catch on, where new uh, Gabe wants wants it. I, you know, they, they, they should have a hit on their hands, but um, I don't know if it's going to translate into that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a couple of pre-orders in the chat, actually. Uh, 108 Dragons and Shizno Elite, they both have the 512 gigabytes reserved. Uh, that's, that's awesome, guys. Glad to hear you got that. Um, yeah, they, uh, the Steam Deck has a couple of different price points, 399 529 and 649 so depending on the storage there. Uh, whereas, yeah, the Switch, yeah, it just, it, again, it's kind of limited for what it has right off the bat. I mean, sure, you can expand it, but it just... It, there's not a lot of whole uh, upgraded there, especially when you're talking about the uh, the new OLED uh, Steam Deck. Valve is kind of raining on uh, Nintendo's parade there, so uh, it should be interesting to see. I don't know. They're kind of competing for, again, a couple of different markets per se. Again, Nintendo fans are just going to go, you know, Nintendo's never had a real issue selling their products. I mean, except if you're the Wii U. <laughs> but uh, that's so, all. Yeah, <clears> go ahead, but. I didn't want to kind of hop into right away, but um, it's kind of funny. So I'm glad Tim Dog mentioned it. There was an article that I read um, yesterday that popped up. It's from ARS uh, Tech um, Technica or whatever. Yeah. Uh, H, uh, it says HTML hole provides glimpse of Stream Deck's initial pre-order numbers. I guess uh, for they timed it for like 90 minutes, and they only said out of three sales regions, the sales were at over 110,000 combined. So mm -hmm. that's where, you know, like I kind of have to agree with uh, Tim Dog that um, right now I think there's a lot of people who are in the know that are buying it. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes to uh, um, people that actually don't really play that. God, I don't know, actually know a whole lot of people that would even know the difference between Windows and Linux. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, and that's absolutely true. I mean, I think a lot of, if you're talking about more casual consumers, they might not even think about, again, what the thing is running on. It's just, oh, hey, I can bring my PC games on the go, and then that's that. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, there's a lot of different things that I could see unfolding with this. Like, there, I don't know, there's just a lot of cool things I think could come of this. Uh, General MLD, uh, how do you view uh, the Steam Deck? Is this uh, something that'd be up your alley or just, I don't know, just something cool out there? Uh, definitely, I'm taking the uh, the wait-and-see approach with this. I mean, the idea of having your Steam library on the go, that that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I thought at first is is his stream only, but then you realize this, you look at the specs and you're like, oh wow, you can play this stuff natively. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, um, like like like, can it play all games, or is there a limit? You can only play, you can't play kind edge graphics kinds of games. But uh, I guess we'll take a wait and see approach for that. Uh, let's see. I in terms of, I don't think it's a direct competition to the Switch or even the Switch OLED. Nintendo always marches by the beat of their own drum. And mm -hmm. I think I think they are marking the two different uh, demographics. I mean, you got the Steam Deck here, which is mostly catering to Steam uh, Steam users, mm -hmm. hardcore PC gamers in general. And uh, Nintendo, they always have that more mass market, family friendly, casual appeal. And I think the price points it is a bit of a gap because um, I think the base Steam Deck people are saying it doesn't have enough memory. Like you have to go to the higher tiers. So Switch has a uh, as a price point lead as well, uh, but again, I don't think that direct they're direct competitors. Steam will do its own thing. Nintendo mm -hmm. will do their own thing. But on that note, I I did find it funny how 
like uh, on the the Twitter discourse, he had uh, Steam users just poking fun at Nintendo, the OLED Switch edition, <laughs> and it's like Switch and Nintendo fanboys and Steam fanboys. That's a very unlikely pairing. It's like, well, what are they gonna do with each other? It's like, you, you can't make this stuff up. So <laughs> that's the weirdest rivalry I see emerging, if it one emerges, but I doubt it. But right. overall, though, I think this will sell pretty well. Will it sell like? Like like switch numbers, I doubt it, but I, I think it's definitely a situation where both can be successful in their own right. And as for uh, Xbox, uh, the idea to um, you know install Windows and use Game Pass, I think that's pretty awesome. And whatever helps grow the brand, but I don't think it'll have a uh, a big impact as many people think. I think if Game Pass is somehow woven into Steam itself, somehow, some way, I mean, like we, I think we all read rumors. Uh, some time ago, but I think that will really boost Xbox numbers. But it is nice to have the option for some people, for the more tech savvy savvy people, to just go beyond the initial uh, point of what the Steam Deck does and actually you know install Windows and use Game Pass and use emulators. Like the options alone are very very impressive. So I'll definitely keep an eye out on this when it releases. So yeah, that's what I think. All right. All right. Yeah, no, I just, again, this is a very interesting uh, set of hardware that Valve came out with. I'd be curious to see what happens in the coming months as this thing uh, nears closer to its release date. Hell, if, that, if it's not even pushed back, because, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into some things later on, but a lot of things are getting pushed back because, I mean, even, uh, you know, different shortages as well. So uh, we'll see on that front. But uh, I'd be curious to see. We know that, again, Xbox and Valve have been kind of talking over the past year or so. I'd be interested to see if there weren't discussions about including, again, like uh, Game Pass on Steam or vice versa. Just like that kind of ability. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that can be had there, and I don't know, I, I, I can just see, like, more of a friendship, more of a friendship evolve because of that, and I see, again, there's a lot of people here excited for the Steam Deck, uh, who was it, uh, like, uh, Mishi here, excited for Steam Deck, again, a lot of positivity. Uh, who do we got here in the chat? Anyways, Predator is here. Hey, bud. Uh, One away. Dragons. Infinite. Cerebral Paul. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Lots of cool people here in the chat. Great to have you here as always. Pang nine one one. Great crew as always. But yeah, guys. I mean, this whole thing about the Steam Deck. I think it's a cool piece of technology. Um, like I, I really don't have a hardcore interest in it myself like i just kind of prefer what i have with uh, uh my consoles and so on but again for anyone who has a massive steam library out there at the moment like you know that's cool definitely go for it no problem there um does anybody have anything else to add on to this before we move on All right, I'll take that as a no. So I will move on to some other news. But yeah, guys, let me know in the chat what you think of the Steam Deck. And on to some other news, we've got some positive news on the Xbox front. And according to the NPD group, the Xbox Series consoles were the best-selling hardware platform in terms of dollar sales, setting a new record for Xbox sales in the month of June. 
that's uh, some pretty impressive stuff there, especially coming from, you know, Xbox coming off of the Xbox uh, One console. However, the the Switch, as we were just talking about, is still the best-selling in terms of units sold. So, you know, you got to get to the fine details right there. But, uh, Tim, buddy, what do you think of the Xbox Series consoles, the X and the S, pulling in some serious numbers in June? Yeah, I think it's... Um... Uh, a really good thing that Xbox uh, kind of got uh, there. You know, a lot of people um, were saying that Xbox was going to never win an MPD. Um, it's over, uh, and you'll you'll never see a lifetime. Uh, you'll never see you know an MPD. And uh, granted, it's been a long time, um, but it was a huge win. And people that think that. Uh, you know, it was shortages and all this stuff. The fact is, is that Sony uh, released Ratchet. So you know that they're going to be pushing out as many consoles as they can um, uh, for, the, for the month, too. Uh, it's hard to say, but it, it, they had such a huge month. Uh, if you remember, mm-hmm. Phil talked about the response after E3 being comparatively to e3 uh, or to 360 era and i think that that, that made uh that was a, a you know a, a big a big point that he made uh they uh you you saw or we all saw that they, that this is um you know they're back in business right now and this was a huge win um, it was celebrated on Twitter, obviously, by people and stuff like that. I, I mean, I, it came out of – I didn't think it was going to win, to be honest. But mm-hmm. it just goes to show you, man, Xbox, uh, you know, them being strategic with E3 and, and pushing it that whole week and, you know, really taking it to Sony, I think paid off. Uh, and it just goes to show you that people that say Xbox is dead or can't compete, um, those people are looking, they're looking a little pale right now because, uh, you know, I think that they wrote, they wrote, wrote Xbox off way too early and, you know, this is just the start. I think that, you know, you're going to have Xbox with months of Halo coming out, um, you know, months with, uh, Starfield coming out, uh, you know, this isn't going to be their last MPD. Um, it's going to be very interesting, this holiday, mm-hmm. even though it's hard to say still because there is shortages. Yeah. Um, and that's probably going to be uh, a theme till I would say quarter two to 2022, if we're lucky, uh, which is crazy. And that means uh, me, you, or anybody on this panel, or anybody of our family can't go into a, a Best Buy or a GameStop and readily buy a, a system. Uh, on on a whim you know what i mean like you can't Mm -hmm. go tomorrow it's still impossible or it's very hard to get these these consoles and um i just think overall it was it's it's it just goes to show you that uh i think xbox is here right now and they they've come um you know, their, their days of being a bleeding brand or, you know, a, a joke are over and people realize they're for real. And um, I think Sony's noticing. I think people are noticing, you know, and uh, I think more of this is going to be expected. 
Uh, this is going to be an extremely good generation for Xbox. I'm not saying they're going to win uh, everything back. Sony's going to be always strong, but the comparatively to last generation, it's not going to be a repeat of that. Already we're seeing it's not a repeat of that. Uh, the momentum is really strongly uh, going with Microsoft right now, and um, you know it's they deserve it. They showed up to E3, they spent money, they had a show, they 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 pushed for it, and uh, you know Sony is sitting back trying to save money, mm-hmm. trying to hide from from probably announcing that Horizon is going to get delayed because that's that's what I think is going to happen. And sure, they've had a really good run, but you know, um, E3 is about the fans and it's about uh, the industry. And I just feel like Sony was very petty about it. And um, it, you know, it's not looking good uh, for them to have an event. And let me say this: if they go this whole year without an event, that's a real classless, shitty company. Because you know what? <laughs> You know what? Their fans, whether we, whether I like them or people argue with them, their fans buy their games. They they defend them when they're wrong, or they they they'll, they'll go to bat for them and they'll do anything. And uh, they just aren't getting respected. So let's hope they have a, a PlayStation experience or something to give to their fans. Because Xbox, far and away, uh, is, has shown appreciation to its fans and the industry as a whole. Um, so, like I said, uh, bullshit on the real, real, realist as I can be. Uh, I'm hoping Sony can have a show for their fans because, like I said, the fans deserve it. You know, they they're they're passionate. They're they're going to bat for Sony every single day on Twitter. Um, some of it's, some of it's sure it's toxic and, you know, it's combative and it's console warring, whatever you're saying. But the, the fact is, is that you have a lot of fans that support them and they're extremely passionate. And, you know, it's like, if you don't get that, that show or even some type of, I think they should have something comparable, mm-hmm. uh, then it's really kind of crappy because, uh, if they don't, and then Xbox has a, another show like XO 2022, uh, 2021, uh, then, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're going to be looking bad. Yeah, actually, and to add on to that, uh, Tim, uh, isn't there talk about them skipping Gamescom, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah, they, they ain't coming. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be there. Yeah, like, what the heck is going on with Sony? I mean, they're keeping their cards very close to themselves at the moment. They showed what they had that. Uh, that place the the state of play, state of play, but that was it. It was just like again, that was what two weeks ago, and that was um, it was yeah, mostly Deathloop. Death yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, yeah, exactly. Uh, Xbox Studio now, and even before that, like a month before uh, before uh, E three, like a week before E three, um, they had that uh. Yeah, that state of play where they just showed basically. Well, it was just a uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and it looked good. But again, it was very. Again, there was no date attached to it, right? So, 
you know what's going on there so i'll be curious to see what happens with uh with them come like if they're going to be releasing anything i mean later on in the show we're going to be talking about game delays but uh again it's just kind of weird and as you said tim isn't uh, it weird that the uh no go ahead no 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 no, no, i insist i was saying it's kind of weird we know xbox's like whole future of like games that are coming out in the next like two three to four or five years and all we know for playstation are the games that got delayed to 2022 Mm -hmm. it's a big role reversal usually in the previous generations it was the exact opposite like i remember like the on you know on forum web on forums like you got the infamous list wars comparison where uh, people used to list all these games in development for PS3 or whatever, and all we all we could really say at the time was like the next uh, games, the next what one to two years. But they had Sony used to announce so many games years in advance, and now it's the exact role reversal. It, it's very it's very interesting how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, I have to bring this up too with the whole NDP talk and so on. Um, or MPD. Uh, so games-wise, for the month of June, it gets well. I mean, kind of interesting because Tim brought Ratchet and Clank. I believe their new title Rift Apart, and that was a top-selling game. There's really no surprise there. That is a pretty big game for them, and it, it does look good. I'm gonna probably be picking it up soon. But what was uh, what really caught my eye and a lot of other people's eye was the game coming in at number twenty on the list where we see Sea of Thieves rise rise back up into the bracket. And that game is, what, like four years old now, something like that? Uh, do you guys think that this rise is be- because of the uh, the recent Pirate's Life, the Pirates of the Caribbean expansion? Like that free DLC that came, what, like a couple of weeks ago? For oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I haven't tried it out myself, but I mean, if that's what's getting people to buy the game, that's huge. I mean, I know Pirates of the Caribbean is a pretty big uh, brand, and you got Disney associated with that, but damn, like Sea of Thieves just keeps surprising me, like, time after time. Like, I'm not saying that I didn't believe in the title, but wow. I mean, it's doing some really amazing numbers to this day. Like, I just, to see it still fighting for a stop a spot in the U.S. Top 20 game sold, like, that's amazing. Like, who would have thought that? Yeah, basically, uh, live, live service games, a lot of gamers see that and them as a double-edged sword or even as downright negative. But I think Sea of Thieves is, like, one of the very few games, like, that are live service that are just, they do it right. Like, all all the monetization, is it's all cosmetic. You get the free story updates, free content drops. It keeps people engaged. Like, the game today is nowhere what it was like at launch. And, 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 and that's perfect. Like when people bring up the Sea of Thieves Metacritic score of like the high 60s, I just tell them like that score means absolutely nothing in 2021. So it, it's good. Like the more they put into this game, the more the more the community sticks around and gives back. I, I think this this Sea of Thieves is it, also goes in conjunction with the Xbox uh, MPD results. It just it pops the bubble. It, it just shows how like Xbox, it's here to stay. Like the trends are changing and uh, yeah, like Xbox is making some pretty, pretty big moves and the games, they're standing the test of time. So it shows and gamers are noticing. Mm-hmm. No, well said, MLD. Uh, we got uh, Dirt Griggity here. Oh, buddy, you're uh, making me uh, 
look at this. This is awesome. Uh, let's see. I th He says, I think it's great that Xbox won NDPs for June. I didn't see that coming. It goes to to show that Xbox has a lot of momentum early on this generation. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. I, I, I'm very curious to see if they will have the momentum, if they'll win another couple of NPDs going on in the near future. But man, like I know with these different chip shortages that, you know, it might be hard to carry that. But I mean, Sony's like having the same issues as well. Uh, and it's an industry thing, but uh, we'll Can see. Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead, but. I think we'd be seeing this momentum even if there wasn't product shortages. Let's put that out there. <clears throat> I mean, we have witnessed Xbox build in silence for years now. And this momentum is not shocking to me. This is probably everything Phil Spencer and his team have worked hard for. And while Sony was in the background passing each other games, fist bumping each other, poking fun at Xbox... Um, they did kind of forgot to put some work into the brand and kind of grow their own damn brand. Phil Spencer never engaged in that. Not one time did Phil Spencer waste his time tearing down PlayStation and anything they had going on down there. He always celebrated their successes as a decent person should. And he completely built the Xbox brand in silence. And I knew as soon as he got his hands on starting the next generation with the Series S and the Series X, it was going to be a completely different monster, and that is exactly what is unfolding before our eyes. And I think Sony, excuse the pun, got kind of caught with their you know pants around their ankles. They don't know what they have to do right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said on that. Well, again, they got caught in a few different ways. Again, I like some of the stuff that Sony's doing, but I, I got to say that, again, they got caught. Look at Jim Ryan, for example, getting caught about... Uh, what was it, a year ago saying that, you know, Game Pass isn't uh, a good service model and now they want to uh, go forward with that from the sounds of things. I don't know, they, they, they just keep getting caught saying things and then kind of reversing them. So it just, eh, I, don't, I don't like what they're doing. Eh, just they, they seem to like like to copy Microsoft a lot of the time. Um, or the next contradiction would be like uh, Jim Ryan. Oh, we, we believe in organic growth of the brand. Oh, oh, look, please. a PC port company. I, I mean, like, it was just squirrel. Yeah, organic growth is, hey, we're Microsoft, and we've worked with a very long time with Bethesda. We kick it with each other at the holiday dinner parties. We're really good friends. We're always working together. I think we should buy them. Meanwhile, Jim Ryan's over here trying to talk about organic growth, and then he saw a PC port company. was like, sold. Uh, um, so, I mean, like, you could really kind of contradict really anything that uh, Jim Ryan says anymore. And it's kind of shocking because we're all used to Sony, you know, this company that would had like great marketing strategy and poise and, the, and they can make calculated moves and totally make Xbox trip on their own shoelaces. And now all of a sudden it's like, where are they at? Yeah. Gorilla wasn't organic. They made one game for them and bought them immediately when they were busy making multiplats. So <laughs> And Xbox. It's like, it's like if oh, Xbox yeah, bought uh, Insomniac after making Sunset Overdrive. Hey, it's organic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go ahead, MLD. Oh, I was going to say, like, but also they created uh, the initiative and World's Edge from scratch in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Like, that's two studios. Like, uh, Black Tusk, which became the coalition, mm -hmm. that was from scratch. 343, that was from scratch. 
like because they knew Bungie was going out the door. Yeah. Like people aren't giving Xbox enough credit, especially for the recent ones, Initiative and World's Edge. Like like that's literally the definition of organic growth. Playground uh, second stew for just Fable. That's organic. Obsidian doing five games at once. Rumored. That's organic. Ninja Theory Project Mara you, alongside Hellblade Two. That's organic. The compulsion. They they're the ones that had because Sony did not have the early access on their mm-hmm. system. So having the console have that early access that got them a lot of good feedback, and them to while they were developing the game, that was that was a relationship. So and with. Bethesda, so they've had a long, you know, relationship they built over time. It wasn't just like, hey, hey, we just, you know, came relation, you know, two or three years ago, and now we bought you. So. You know, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I think that the organic comment didn't sit well because uh, Xbox obviously has been doing the same thing and more, and uh, you know, it's they're not just. They, they did go out and they did purchase Bethesda, which was the biggest deal, one of the biggest deals ever. But you know, Sony could have done the same thing. It, it, you know, it's it's a level playing ground, and I just feel that Sony is like making excuses and kind of uh, acting very quiet. Uh, and uh, I still think the media gives them a pass. Uh, I, I don't. I keep hitting on the same things. Sometimes maybe I sound a little uh, crazy about it, but, you know, like, they have a comment. They have a, listen, I'm pissed off at Xbox right now for their offering on storage uh, for fast storage, for SSD Mm -hmm. storage. Uh, I'm just looking at my storage right now, and I'm like, Jesus, I I need a two-terabyte card or come up with some kind of solution. Um, this is getting annoying because I'm one of these guys that I like all my games on my system. Um, now, if I was in the Sony position, I'd be I'd lose my mind. Now, their last comment, and it wasn't even a comment. I think it was fished from uh, Bloomberg, uh, fished out of them, or they figured it out was is that they're going to have a firmware update uh, in the summer for the SSD. Have we heard anything about that? Have we heard anything about VRR? Have we heard like there's so many outstanding things that that are pretty 1440p. <laughs> yeah, 1440p. Certain things like that, like uh, you know, they're they're quiet on, and then they have these random comments, something like about the organics, like 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 General said, uh, MLD said, um, you know, uh, the, he pointed out two homegrown systems. Uh, I mean, de- uh, developers uh, that that are coming out. I mean, and you know, they're hiring like crazy. Uh, all these studios have almost doubled in size. Some tripled in size. Uh, you're talking about uh, about five thousand, six thousand developers. They have more developers uh, if you combine all the all their studios and the people working on it than Sony, probably by double. Uh, Bethesda alone, I think, has 23. They're probably up to 25. X- Xbox, Microsoft has been spending a ton of money. And you mm-hmm. know what? They're not the ones that were the market leader. Uh, the market leader should be spending a ton of money to try to solidify that market. And for somebody, you know, the rumors are that uh, 
you know, I've heard rumblings. I tweeted about it that, you know, Sony wasn't, you know, Sony's not here to play friends with Xbox. They want them out. They don't want them, uh, you know, a part of, of this generation or any future generations. And they saw an opportunity in the beginning with all these, uh, you know, these front deals, these timed exclusives where they thought that they could actually kill Xbox or, you know, put it to a point where um, it wasn't competitive. Well, they lost the MPD this month, and it's going to be a couple more coming down. I don't think that that, that strategy worked well. And I think, uh, like I said, uh, I heard that that, that strategy or, or, or that type of talk got back to Xbox. And maybe that's why Xbox is actually the first for the first time in like two years really competing the way you should compete mm-hmm. there's no friends here get the show day one do the things that you're doing you're gaining momentum by by being competitive is unfortunately and we'll talk about game preservation and all mm-hmm. that bullshit later <laughs> but you know what uh that's a lot of talk in my opinion the reality is, is that this is a, a business, and all businesses run the same way. Uh, what's better, or looking ones out to take out each other? There's no happy kumbaya medium where everyone says, "Oh, we love each other, share our game, share our vision, let's grow the let's grow the medium as a whole." It doesn't work like that. It's a it's a dog eat dog world, and I think finally Xbox got the memo on that. And that's why one of the reasons why Xbox is doing good, and that's why Xbox is growing their studios at a tremendous pace. Um, you know, just take Compulsion. Compulsion said they wanted their own studio. They wanted to grow. They're they're trying. They're going to be growing to 110. They have their own new studio being built. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a low tier studio that Xbox has on the game studios, but they're growing. It just goes to show you organically that Xbox uh, is growing probably more than any other company. So uh, in the, in the video game industry. So for that, for that type of talk, uh, I think it's, you know, look at the facts, look at the amount of people being hired, look at uh, Obsidian almost at like Mm -hmm. 300 developers. Look at, look at uh, coalition still hiring. There are 400 developers. It's like, they just it just doesn't stop. I mean, I've covered it uh, since 2018, since this started. Crazy amount of developers and, and people in the industry have been hired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm still really curious what to see. Uh, like you mentioned Compulsion. What the heck they're working on? They've been so quiet. Uh, if there is an XO coming up in the next few months, I, I really hope that they announce something because uh, I, I kind of see them as a dark horse in their studio portfolio. So uh, we'll see on that one. Uh, let's see here. One Away Dragons TV. Lemon with the $5 super chat. Great damn panel. What's up? Game Pass is the main reason. And when the games drop, it will get worse. Sony got to make moves. Facts. Yeah, buddy. I I totally agree with you. I mean, Sony's just kind of playing catch up at the moment with uh, Xbox when it comes to... Uh, well streaming and services uh, subscription-based services and more i mean again uh i guess they thought that xbox was just gonna roll over a few years back but no they came back swinging 
So now it's, uh, you know, they're battling for content. That's why you see those studio pickups recently. Even uh, PC porting, too. They got to, uh, you know, start doing some stuff with their back-end catalog as well and updating that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, these uh, big companies just battling it out this generation. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. I think on that note, guys, we will uh, move on to some other news, some other things. And as Tim had brought up recently on uh, the Kind of Funny Gamecast, Xbox head Phil Spencer commented on the ongoing efforts to improve access to older games. He also went on a little further and called on the game industry as a whole to improve upon game preservation. He went on to state that, and I quote, I do worry a little bit about losing our art form and the history of it. When I think about old ROMs and these things of where old games are going to go as the hardware that's capable of running those games, I really wish as an industry we'd come together to help preserve the history of what gaming is about so we don't lose the ability to go back. So, I mean, some interesting words there by Phil. I mean, I really like what he said, but of course I like playing my back catalog and my older titles. I'm kind of sentimental that way. Uh, MLD Bud, I'll go to you here first. What do you think about what Phil said? Do platform holders have a responsibility to conserve games? Oh, uh, absolutely they do. Uh, It's just unfortunate that uh, there's no uh, body out there that can actually enforce it. It's completely up to the uh, up to the will of the corporations themselves. But in that case, it's about I think the problem is that there's no incentive or at least financial bottom line incentive to do this. I mean, we're seeing things like EA Play or uh, or Ubisoft doing their thing. But of course, Xbox, like they're they're leading the charge. I, I think their their uh, mindset is uh, which I agree with. It's that if you show that you care about this stuff, gamers will come. I mean, like, look at it. Like, they put Morrowind, a what early two thousand game, two uh, thousands RPG on Game Pass. Like, you got the Fable series now. You can play that on PC. Before the the Fable one, two, three, they were only available on. I don't know, sorry, Fable two and three were only on Xbox three sixty. But now you can play that on PC. You can play these games on your phone. You got a frame, the frame rate boost, auto HDR. They're not only preserving, leading the charge in that, but they're also enhancing. So, like, it's. Like Nintendo, they're sitting on a gold mine, and I think, mm-hmm. like, if if you could even charge like 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 five dollars or less, like like not like nothing, like you could, they can make so much money, and most more importantly, I think this is important to me because like uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a dad soon, and I like the idea of, of of my of my kids playing the same games that I loved growing up and see and and, and connecting that way. Like just seeing them play the same games I played as a kid, because I think some games they they age. Uh, some games, yeah, they don't. Some games just don't age very well. But mm-hmm. other games, they are just timeless. I think future generations, kids today, they should also be able to discover those same games that we played. So I think it's very important, and I, it's good that Xbox they're leading the charge with this, because only with Xbox can you play 360 and original Xbox games on your series x today and i i I firmly believe that they're going to add to those lists in 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 the years ahead so that's what i think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, no totally like i remember 
going back to what 2015 when xbox even announced the backwards compatibility program when it first launched and there was a huge response from from everybody even uh, like a whole bunch of different gaming outlets they're like wow you know xbox did a really big move here by again like bringing the uh at first it was the 360 catalog and then the year after uh i believe it was the og xbox games as well uh granted we need to see more games get into the backwards compatibility compatibility program uh from each generation i know that there's uh some issues when not whether it be uh the, the different codes for the games or licensing but still like there is such a wealth of a back catalog there i mean whether it's xbox or not i just think that preserving uh these game titles it's just it it's a very smart thing to do um some of these older titles like they're I don't know, some of them I just find a lot more entertaining than some of the uh, copy-paste games that come out nowadays. Uh, like, I I know, uh, in my opinion, I could replay, for example, ba- Banjo-Kazooie, like, just instantly, because that game is just has so much character and whatnot. Or even a game like uh, Mech Assault, for example. I just, I love mech combat. Then again, I mean, I guess that's sort of a different story. I know they have license, licensing issues there, but still, uh, there's a lot of things that I think other platform holders can do, uh, such as Sony. I know that they have their PS Now program, but at the same time, just for backwards compatibility on their end, I mean, they were kind of behind. They got caught with their pants down uh, when they saw Xbox do this. I know with the PS5, they can do PS4 games, with the exception of a couple of titles, but they have such a wealth of a back catalog that a lot of... uh, PlayStation players are going, well, you know, I would love to play some of these, you know, really good PS3 titles or PS2 and whatnot. And it's just such a shame that uh, people are losing out on that. Oh, exactly. 100%. Even more so because the, these older games on PS Now, they're streamable only. And that, that might not be the best experience, but but for them, that's the only option. So it's certainly not, not, not ideal compared to what uh, Xbox is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to, like, go out and buy... I mean, I know people are collectors and whatnot, but I don't want to buy, like, again, an older system when I can just play it on my brand spanking new console. I mean, you have to take that into consideration as well. These consoles, again, some of them you're gonna... They're gonna die on you at some point, and I don't want to have to go on eBay to get a second-hand one. I want to be playing it... You know, if I have the ability to, I want to be playing it on my console that's sitting right there, whether it be through the cloud or locally and whatnot. I just... Again, you have to get to the times. I mean, this might have not been a thing, a discussion going back 10 years ago, but it's amazing where gaming is taking us to this point now. And just to have the ownership of these titles just pop in a disc or even your digital, uh, the digital games. Like, it just, again, it's a very forward-thinking approach, and I just, I think that there are a lot of different experiences that people are going to be missing out on, just for the fact that I could give you a couple right now, and Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I always say there needs to be a Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver collection. All six games boxed together. Because, does anybody remember those games? Mm, I know the games you're talking about, but I never played them myself awesome uh just crazy stories all about vampires and monsters and they were two separate stories you had the story of Cain 
and the story of, oh my God, I forget his name, but he was the Soul Reaver. And as you play these games, you find out that as these games are pretty much, they start off in their own storylines. And by the game, by the end of the games, they're forking together at the end of their own games. And it was a really awesome game series. And I always, those are titles that I really feel that are going into obscurity and nobody knows who they are. Um, and that is just where game preservation to me is why, why banish something to, uh, I guess some kind of digital purgatory in a back room somewhere at a corporation where it will never see the light of day again. Um, do, I don't know. I'm just always about, they, they should find a way of doing this. I was just wanting to say, those are some of the titles in my head right now that I think would do good to be brought out of wherever they're stored at. Mm -hmm. um, and then also let's look at it like, um, some of these games aren't even being stored properly. I mean, uh, during the mass effect, uh, remaster we found out that some of the dlc even though it was very mediocre dlc uh was actually um corrupted there was actually stuff not brought forward into uh the remake of uh, i'm not well the remaster whatever you want to call it of mass effect uh because just some of it was gone um another game uh brought up earlier while I'm like, yeah um another use the sigma versions yeah because there's the, like multiple versions of that one and then they also, how the about Xbox versions. how about mm. a game like I brought it up earlier, like Star Wars Shadows of the Empire? Oh, yeah. That's pretty much going to be like a canon Star Wars game. Like, um, I believe his name was like Dash Rendar or something like that. Yes. And just that whole genre of, of Star Wars technically became canon because Disney bought them. They decided to not go with that uh, fork in the road that actually was created at LucasArts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just again, like it would be just great to bring over some of these games. I mean, when you're talking about Shadows <laughs> of the Empire, that was an N64 game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh yes, it was an N64 game. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing it back in the day. Really fun game. Uh, but that's the thing. Like Nintendo isn't very well known for preserving their properties. In fact, I mean, uh, they've had a tradition this generation of bringing over and remastering games from last generation from the Wii U, which, I mean, I'm guilty of buying one or two of those games, but at the same time, it's like, it, it would have been good just to, like, be able to, I don't know, it, it's hard to... I, well, I guess the problem is they went to cartridges as well, right? So yeah, yeah. Right, and but Nintendo also decided to take a stance with their games that I think is very, very anti. I don't even know how to call it anti-consumer. I mean, like the 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 marketing strategy is we are going to release stuff out of our our digital locker where we store these games for time for a certain amount of time, and then when that time is up, we pull it off the shelves. Um, the funny part is Disney uh, used to try to do this back in the day with certain titles, like yeah. when they were on VHS and DVD, you know, like, oh, the Disney Diamond Collection or, you know, they would basically try to, like, create hype saying it's only for a limited time. And we saw Nintendo do this with the Mario Collection. I went out and got this collection uh, because, yeah, I knew this is what they were trying to do. They were trying to basically create marketed fear that you would never see these games again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, again, it's just frustrating when you see uh, such a, a a company with such longevity and has such a passionate fan base 
and they don't really do a whole lot to preserve their games. I mean, I would love to see more of them uh, digitally, like a bunch of their back catalog. Sure, they have some of the like old NES and SNES games available through their subscription service, but it's a very primitive service at that. Um, they're the most dedicated them. fan base, and they're treated the worst. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, you want Zelda? You want a 3D Zelda game to the Switch? Cool. We'll give you the one that none of you want, or the <laughs> least one that you want. Yeah. And we'll charge you ten dollars more for it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, Shockley. I mean, I do really like my Switch, but at the same time, it's just frustrating. Like uh, Nintendo just does some really bonehead things, and I don't know. And again, this is the same company that will charge you for like DLC that's included with a toy, right? So I don't know. The whole amiibo thing is kind of a, a mess in itself, but uh, I don't know. This whole game preservation talk—it just again, I'm really for it. Uh, actually, speaking of like weird things too, did any of you catch that uh, Kotaku article? Yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. That 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 that, that pissed me off. Um, just so you know, the author Luke Plunkett uh, basically is—he's not an Xbox fan. Um, I knew him the first time I, uh, I came in touch with Luke or knew of him is he basically quoted a tweet of Aaron Greenberg, uh, who was saying he was showed a bag of emojis, uh, with uh, Scorpio emojis, uh, pins that he was sending out to fans. And he basically said, this is, uh, uh, this will be added to my block list, suggesting that anybody who's excited about the Scorpio uh, should be blocked. Um, so right off the bat, you know there's something wrong with the guy, that the guy has, uh, you know, he's either too good or he has some hey, type of... Uh, yeah. I'll, I just figured I'd add on real quick because um, I wanted to know who he was before I came on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, the dude just recently tweeted out a couple days ago when the, uh, the steam deck was announced, uh, he put out a tweet that said, welcome to hell showing the steam deck, yeah. um, on top of, he also recently released a letter, um, actually wishing a certain demographic of social media person to like flat out, go out and die. Yeah. This person is toxic as F. Yeah. He, he's uh. the type of guy in the old days that you you know you smack around and you know they they keep their mouth uh, shut. You know now the people like that he can hide behind a computer and he can talk real tough and he can uh, put you know uh, that type of stuff out that ugly type of stuff out there with really no recourse other than just people um, you know being annoyed with what he says. But yeah, he he's a real piece of work, and his article was pure trash. And he got very upset because people went at him. And obviously it was probably spurned on by what Phil said, uh, you know, and, you know, he, he goes after uh, certain aspects. But listen, anybody that knows Phil um, knows that he is, you know, he's a genuine person. He wants gaming to, you know, he's the type of guy, like I said, that he had to learn the hard way. Uh, that like Sony, you know, wouldn't want to be, uh, you know, wouldn't want to 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 take gaming to the, uh, the highest of heights because it was it was a collaborative thing with Xbox and you know they basically you know there's no gaming 
Phil was definitely, if you remember, in 2017, he was open to that type of stuff. Uh, you know, he said some stuff about exclusivity. He really is for the gamer, and he wants, like, you know, he has his personal opinions uh, that he, you know, he would like, you know, everyone to game wherever they want. And I think he ha he had to learn a couple of things or the harsh realities of, of business came to him. But, you know, I mean, I just felt it was a, a shitty article. And, um, you know, just consider the source. Uh, if the guy was somebody who had a good, re you know, a reputable record and, and, and doesn't show a, a history of hate, then that's a different thing. But uh, right away when I saw the article I read, I was like, okay. And then I remembered who the guy was, mm -hmm. and I remember my first dealings with him. Um, so it, it, it's coming from a place of hate. Uh, or whatever, uh, whatever that guy's problem is, um, and he has a serious problem. Uh, but you know, uh, I just felt that was shitty, and, and uh, you know, I, I think Phil was annoyed by the article and, and <laughs> stuff like that. But um, you know, refresh my memory. What was the, uh, the article? What was his criticism? <laughs> he was just, from what I remember. Um, just basically bashing Xbox and Game Pass, and let me let me let me I'm gonna pull it up right now. It has like, something to do with uh, DRM. Yeah, DRM. Yeah. How Xbox, uh, you can't because they the reason why the, the Xbox has that feature where it's like there's you you basically if it's a that a dead that was the 2013 um the like that that debunk. You know that debacle that happened when they thought that everything was going to be, uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, behind the paywall, and that was that's why that's why the people say that it's because it, it still has remnants of that system. Um, and I mean, even Phil said that he wanted to work on it, but I don't know if it's something that 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 they can if it's if it's so in depth that that they can't. But um, I, I think that, you know, th there has to be a little bit of trust. And I don't think that uh, Phil's looking to take away games ever and, you know, trying to control everything like, like this guy's suggesting. Um, but, yeah. Because yeah, that's not really a knock on the preservation, though. Them preserving it. I mean, I read – I, um, I, I remember reading away, the article. Exactly. I want to read yeah. the article. I'm going to read it again because I remember reading it and I just was like – I instantly was like, I know this guy. I know this guy uh, has an agenda, and uh, immediately I looked, and I'm like, yeah. okay, what's going on? Let me let me see. And then immediately I see that I'm blocked, and then I can't remember what's going on, and then I uh, do a search on him, yeah. and then I see that I see that tweet. Mm -hmm. And I was just just aggravated, that, you know. Well, it, yeah, um, the doesn't play. Uh, uh, Twitter was also like, "Hey, from now on, we're not covering any Xbox yeah. stuff because of Phil's talking about preservation. That's why, yeah, it, because the whole DRM thing. They were fine with. I mean, they weren't fine with it, but they weren't. They were still covering Xbox stuff. But since he's like, they're saying he's being a hypocrite. Now we're not going to cover it. So but if people I, think they're going to take these collections to their they're going to live forever and their collections are going to live forever. No, these aren't going with you to the grave or to the afterlife. Like mm. it's not, it's not going to happen. These cartridges, these games, I collect them. GameCube games, especially they disgrot badly. Mm. 
go try to collect GameCube games and look at them. Look at your collection. You probably have pinholes coming through your games. It's just a thing. Even with brand new games sealed, there's disc rot. Mm. They're not going to last forever. So, hey, they're not infinite anyway. If you keep them and want to play them 20, 30 years from now, some of them will work and some you'll find won't. Yeah, basically it saying is. that that Game Pass is not as uh, you know. It basically talk, he's talking about physical media. I mean, it's just uh, come on. Like we are in a different generation. Uh, listen, it is what it is. I own, I own, or I I have the rights to these games as long as I'm. Then uh, some of them I have um, forever. Mm-hmm. I probably they're more accessible to me digitally than they would be on my grandmother's. And like he says in his, he says in his first thing, he says and we're talking about game preservation right now, and he says the first thing that he says is is that uh, or one of the things that he says is is that we all know um, he brings up uh, you know um, CDs and 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 how the physical media and what does he say? He says we all know that we all have movies and stuff in your grandmother's attic, or uh, uh, you know every bundle of three point inch discs sitting on a shelf, um, and all this stuff. But or or every container found in your mom's attic of every pile of PS2 games. Yeah, sure. But for me. I'm more applicable playing a game that I have digitally registered to me that's in my library that I can access without going to my grandmother's mm-hmm. attic and finding a game that's under uh, a sheet or under a box. You know what I mean? So, you know, like I just I, I, I understand where you could make an argument there. But come on. We're in 2021. It is a different world. What do you want to say that these companies like Xbox is just going to just take all your games away? It's not going to happen like that. If you own it, if you buy the game, you own it for, you know, you own it. It's attached to your 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 gamer tag. It's mm-hmm. it's hard not to it's hard not to concept. It's hard not to to understand this stuff. That's my point. I don't I, you know, I just don't get the point as you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're a collector. Uh, that that the, the whole physical media thing at this point in 2022, it's just, I just felt like, you know, that's a cheap article and an easy article to do if you don't like film. It is or, kind of weird. Yeah. It is kind of weird, though, Tim, too, because basically his argument was just about, like, a rant against, uh, like, subscription services and streaming that's... services when, like, you're still able to buy the games. Like, you have options. No mention of Nintendo, where you don't have the option to buy Super Mario World, but you can pay your annual subscription and get access to it. Hey, well, at least Xbox gives you the choice, eh? No? <laughs> right. That's what I didn't like no about article the article, was how he hid the fact that uh, the, the game, like Game Pass game, he acted like the minute it goes in Game Pass, uh, Xbox or Microsoft sends out a memo to strip the shelves of any physical copy of that game in existence and then take them out back and burn them. Um, they, I, I thought it was funny how the, uh, the article itself. And when you checked out other articles written by him, it seems like he is definitely on an anti-subscription service, like a uh, rant. 
Um, he does act like, uh, for some reason, in his opinion, everybody has a, a space to store all this stuff in. Uh, I'm still trying to find mine in here in my little 560-square-foot apartment. Um, but he says it exists, so I'm sure I'll find it eventually. But as of yet, I have no place to store stuff like that. So I am enjoying the fact that, um, like what Tim Dog said, it's right there. It's actually more available. Um, do, can you imagine taking an older console right now? And hey, actually, yeah, what is involved, Shockley, on like taking an old school Nintendo and hooking it up to an HDMI port? Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's there's some money involved. It's it's not cheap. Uh, especially what the links I've gone to to get uh, direct digital awesome video out. Um, you have to pay some top dollar. It's awesome once you do it. Uh, that's what you should do. Sell your collection. If you want to preserve your your systems, especially the money I've put in, my, my N64 on eBay right now, it's worth $1,000 with that HDMI mod. Easy. You can look that up. Um, but guess what? If I go in and out with my cartridges with all the different games I want to play over the next 20, 30 years, I might destroy that thing just because of the, you know, eventually it's going to wear down the pins and all that. Whereas I can buy an EverDrive one time purchase, put all, the whole collection on it, and never take out the cartridge. So I'm not wearing down the hardware that I spent a ton of, you know, a good amount of money on. Sell the collection. There's no reason. Buy EverDrives. There's no reason to. Sell them right now. They're going for ridiculous prices. Cash mm -hmm. in, build up your ways to play it. You know the actual. You still get to play on the hardware. Get the same experience. Yeah. No emulation. And and, and 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 have they stopped making video games on disc? Like uh, I uh, I would think that if this article w was was telling the truth, it would say that. You know, you could still collect and do everything as you were. So basically, you're upset because people want to access their games differently than you do. And uh, you want them to stick to the, ideolo the, ide the ideology of getting the game physically. And that's, that's all that, you know, you're in a 2006 mindset where you have a problem that people have subscriptions and that they can readily use their games and they can find the perks of having their game preservations uh, where they can play all their games or have it on a hard drive as opposed to having it, as we just talked about, having it in a on a system that you got to make a, a makeshift thing to use an HDMI, mm -hmm. that you got to find your games. Um that the games can become destroyed or your dog can eat it, whatever the case yeah. is, you know, like you, you, you're not open to that. You're not open. You're, you're, you're not open to, to that thinking that maybe somebody likes game subscription and you're not also realizing that you can still buy physical discs. Yeah. This generation, we're still buying discs. You can so, still buy vinyl, new albums on vinyl. Exactly. Like it's so, not going away. So it's it's such a stupid, uh, contrived article that you can still buy you know, DVDs. If you you're going to make like a, a DR, sorry, go. Go ahead, dude. I feel like the DVD section is getting bigger at stores, man. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're cheaper. A lot of people well, just yeah, don't they're care. cheaper. Like, okay, I'm like, where's all the Blu-ray and the 4K at? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, MLD. Small sections for that. Oh, just like. If you're going to make uh, an article about DRM, if you're like an, some really old school traditionalist purist gamer, okay, fine, write an article about DRM, but don't connect the dots 
like the which is very very loose connection at that to uh, game preservation. When after all the things we were just saying, how you know they're more accessible than ever, how most gamers uh, are, do they do have an internet connection, and this it's just it's just so weird. Like that that connection was just so loose. Again, you could buy the games anyway. It was just so disconnected and so tone deaf to his own viewership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to add on to this, and I think uh, Tim and MLD will uh, agree with me on this one. It just seems like there are certain outlets. Again, I don't like doing this normally, but just because of this article alone, uh, it just seems like certain journalists, certain outlets as a whole in the game industry, uh, they're, some of them just have some kind of a vendetta against uh, the Xbox brand or uh, mm-hmm. certain people at Xbox or just uh, just the way Xbox does business or the games themselves. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I see some of these really odd articles that keep popping up and then these certain outlets wonder why gamers uh, or certain kinds of gamers just avoid them entirely. I mean... Even I, I purposely go to other news outlets just because I'm tired of this crap that comes out about Xbox. I remember, again, back in the 2013, 2014 days, like, you you know, it was just negativity, negativity, negativity. And then when Xbox does all these good things over the years and they, they slowly build up and come out with some really intriguing things for the industry and pushing it forward in a lot of ways especially again we're on the topic of game preservation they just end up shitting on xbox entirely just it's almost like they're making up ways and it's just like you know like do they think that gamers are really that naive and like they can't see through their bullshit or their bias it's just like it's really weird when it comes to this stuff i'm a guy who i mean i consume both digital and physical kind of equally but at the same time it's like come on guys i mean there's all kinds of ways that you can ingest your media that you can again play your games whether it be physically digitally streaming and so on nothing is perfect in the end but at least they're giving you the options which is a lot more than i can say for other platform holders and then here's the question of you know phil saying you know can other other platform holders do more and it's just you know, like these are the things that these games journalists should be asking the the platform holders themselves, and it just really pisses me off when it goes about like this. These really lazy yeah. articles. Well, I think. Listen, I think last generation this article probably would have been a lot more relevant and would have gotten a lot more uh, positive reaction to it. But I think uh, in the today, the day of now. 2021 um a lot of the points that we make we just basically took his article and we just smashed it and made it you know we, we combated his points but uh you know you know the the fact is is that we are now more digitally evolved than ever and you know we're not it's not 2013 anymore so i think that this guy tried to go with some type of hate article and that he thought he'd get that crowd but he unfortunately didn't read the he didn't read the room, and Luke uh, basically uh, got his ass handed to him, and he got a lot of hate pushed at him, and um, he pissed off a lot of people. And you know, listen, because I think if if he came from if if you listen if you write an article like that and you come from a place of genuine if you're genuine about it, 
it's one thing. But I, 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 I failed to find that that article is genuine. I think it's, I think he made it up. Like he just made the argument to make the argument, and he didn't look at it on on all levels. I mean, what does he really think is going to happen to your game when you're your games if you digitally own them? Is Xbox going to to take away your games, or they can have an Enron where they take you know they, they, there's nothing left of those games. I mean, you're talking about Xbox who still has servers up from 360 era games, um, and still today that people are still playing. Uh, so I think that you know, uh, like we like I said, I think we just basically took his argument and we mm-hmm. we. we 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 uh you know we, we really together you know made a lot of counterpoints but again if if i felt if his article was genuine and he came from a, a real place of uh you know concern um then it'd be one thing but i think uh, as we all know it's i don't think that it's it's more of the other stuff it's mm-hmm. they don't like i don't like I, I, xbox and hey uh, maybe I'll get some clicks because this is an hate article, and you know, uh, just because you know, Phil brings up something nice like that, and then that's how he's rewarded is is that he has this moron write this article, just you know, mm-hmm. just 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 to try to to stir the pot, and uh, you know, I'm glad that you know we have shows like this that can point it out, and people like us that on Twitter that even though he'll block you and act like you don't matter. Mm-hmm. So we're here to say, you know, you're full of shit, Luke. Right. No, and you, yeah, you make a good point, Tim. I think we all made some good points on that matter. Um, I know that we could go on and on and on about that, but I think we'll just leave it there for now. It's just, it's an annoying thing in the industry when, uh, you know, again, these platform, some of these platform holders like Xbox are trying to do some good. But uh, on that note, we will uh, lead into our final topic of the evening, though. And over the last week, we've uh, seen a large number of game delays. A lot of high-profile ones, no less, including uh, the timed PS5 exclusive Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Tango Gamesworks have—they've had to push it back, citing uh, different health concerns uh, for the studios. Uh, Centurion, is this a blow to PlayStation's offerings for the latter half of this year? And like, because like we were just talking about earlier, I mean, they haven't really announced anything. In that right, because we don't even know what's going on with uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, um, I God, I don't want to use the term blow because I mean, you never know. Sony could come wildly out of left field with something that none of us saw coming, or heck, they could nail the release date for Forbidden West. I mean, for the holidays, you never know. Um, but it really is interesting to see how Sony didn't learn from the mistakes that were made with uh, situations like with Scalebound about putting all your eggs in one basket when it comes to a third-party developer that you don't really have control of and 
regardless of the fact that Microsoft um, bought Bethesda, no, they are not going to, that is not a strategy on Microsoft to basically kind of undermine them by delaying games. Well, uh, uh, just just to butt in here, I mean, look at what they're leading into the latter half of the year with. Deathloop, September 14th, <clears throat> Xbox Studio, Xbox IP will be coming to them. It's only a timed exclusive. And then Ghostwire Tokyo, which was, I'm assuming, supposed to come at the uh, sometime at the end of the year. Uh, now moved into uh, sometime in 2022. 20, uh, so, again, another Xbox studio, another Xbox IP. Uh, they haven't done anything to cover themselves. Exactly. They they should have had at least um, a first-party studio game. I know Ratchet & Clank came out. Maybe that's their first-party studio offering for 2021. Um if that case, if that's the case, it really kind of stinks that they probably had uh, a lot banking on a lot of games for the holidays. I really hope they pull something out when it comes to first party offerings. Um, I just enjoy competition. It's always fun to watch. Uh, it's always fun and entertaining to watch these corporations just chidefully kind of like outdo each other. Um, but when it comes to the situation with these games being delayed. Um, what I was going into and saying that it wasn't just Microsoft's like strategy to try to tank <laughs> PlayStation by delaying games. Uh, we're seeing delays from games all over the industry. Um, you know, we saw the one about Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Dark Tide get um, delayed. Yeah. So I really hope we're not going to see uh, an abundance of delays come from all these studios. Like, I mean, there was a lot of great games shown for E3. I hope the uh, uh, I think I saw one uh, creative thing on Twitter. Somebody called it the season of delays, and it's uh, I really hope it doesn't turn into that. Um, the first party studio situation at Microsoft. That's what I'm curious on. Uh, I really do think that um, Microsoft being who they are uh, really knew pro probably knows a thing or two about working remotely from home and doing what they can. So I really do think that. Um, they've probably got things pretty well figured out when it comes at least to the games that they uh, announced to us, and they probably feel comfortable in uh, the dates that they gave them. So I'm just wanting to just sit back and really see what's going to happen and see what else is going to de get delayed. I don't hope it turn. I hope it doesn't turn into a huge delay fiasco. I hope this all made sense. No, I mean, you make a lot of good points, and, and I've talked about this. Uh, ad nauseum on this show and other shows. Mm -hmm. uh, it is very hard. It's, it's been very hard in this environment. Uh, even for Microsoft, what I was told, I asked, um, and they basically said the studies that they've done um, or some of the stuff that they've done uh, suggest that when people, they're basically 50 to 75% of production. Um, uh, that they would get if the people were actually in the studios working um, at the place. So you're losing at least half the time. Uh, as far as what that, the, as far as Xbox first releases this year, um, I think that it's pretty safe to say that Halo is going to be there uh, because they had the delay, and um, they're basically, you know. They're just the reason why they don't have a date is because they don't want to probably go up against Call of Duty 
which is understandable. I think that's mm-hmm. it would be stupid for them to 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 do that. You would probably try to stagger them. Um, and then you also have Forza Horizon Five, which three years lead time, and you know the same team that's made these games in two years had an extra year. So you're dealing with two game studios with two huge releases, but they both kind of had an extra year to work on them. So I think that in that case, Xbox is really in a good position. Um, as far as Sony, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I'd be uh, very surprised if if Horizon makes it just based on um, the history of Gorilla and um, and and to be honest, uh, you know they will not put out something that is uh, you know they're not going to put out something that's subpar, and 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 that's a, a credit to them. So uh, I do feel that um, they will be uh, definitely delayed, mm-hmm. uh, probably till March, and then you're going to have a lot of arguments because you know Sony guys have. Sony trolls, whatever you want to call them, Sony fanboys, they've had went after Xbox, you know, fans for the longest time about you know where's your games, um, and then it'd be pretty funny if the only game they really have that's uh, of of really big note is uh, Death Deathloop, mm-hmm. and that's going to be their game. So um, I, that's what I see. I, I, I'm going to say that you're going to get both Xbox big releases uh, this year, mm-hmm. and um, you're going to get a big delay from Sony. Um, but in the action, in the in the reality, uh, Sony probably is going to think to themselves, "Well, we're still in a shortage situation, um, and uh, we got a lot of time here. It's not the end of the world if we go." Uh, and release in April, and then you could readily go into a store and buy a PS5, and uh, you know it's going to make sense for them in that aspect. It'll mm-hmm. just be a, a more or less a fanboy thing that you know when when it goes down, when Horizon if it gets delayed, uh, you know the people that went after Halo getting delayed mm-hmm. uh, are going to be <laughs> people are going to come knocking on their door. Uh, but that's just this, you know, that's that really that stuff really doesn't count. Um, it's kind of you know stupid stuff. But uh, again, that's where I see it. Um, and Xbox uh, really has a bunch of games coming up. That you know we got Ascent, we got Flight Sim. The drought is over. Mm. You know the onslaught of games is coming, and I'm really I'm looking forward so much to. Flight Sim, I hope I'm good at it. I'm going to play it on easy. <laughs> um, I just want to fly and just fly all around. Uh, again, it was one of my games that I remember my brother playing, and you know he was real frustrated with it because it was really tough, but he kept with it, and he was a big fan of it, and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you're gonna have to make room on your hard drive. I think uh, somebody posted about it on Twitter. What was it? A hundred gigs or something? For size file size yeah 109 or some oh, shit yeah like <laughs> that's it oh. that's it well Man. mcc is, is more so before they uh, mm. before they patched elder scrolls online i know it was well over 100 
and then they uh, there was a patch that they did one time where they compressed the game to shrink it back down into like I think like the 80s or the 90s. But at one time with all the DLC and everything installed, it was well over like 109, 110 gigs. Oh wow! Well, yeah. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to be downloading that too. I think yeah, that comes out next week, so that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, Tim, about, like, yeah, again, we have big Xbox exclusives coming up. I mean, this is a real, I mean, this could be, in a way, okay, it's sad that some of these games have to get, so many of them are getting delayed, but it's understandable, but at the same time, this also brings a big opportunity for the Xbox exclusives, such as Halo Infinite as well, because, again, you're gonna have, uh, like, fewer games in this time period presumably and it just kind of shines a light hopefully again on a title like halo infinite this big first party title i mean even forza horizon 5 but especially for halo as well since people are really just waiting to sink their teeth into another halo game and i just i don't know i just i think there's a lot of good opportunity here for for xbox and for halo overall they can really eat into some of the mindshare too i mean again if uh if sony doesn't really have that much i mean that's a big loss for them and i'm not fanboying or anything i'm just saying that uh again this could be potentially a very good season for xbox coming up it's funny um People, uh, Xbox, I think they already paid their dues last year because mm. uh, last year you, you, were, you were supposed to get Halo, Psychonauts, Crossfire X, and The Medium. They were all delayed into this year. So I think Xbox, they already took their hits. Like, you know, people on Twitter, they, they call say how Xbox, uh, they had no games at launch. They, they don't somehow don't count Gears Tactics, but whatever. But Xbox, <laughs> they already did that. But now they're reaping the benefits. Those delayed games in 2020 are now up in their library in 2021 and now sony they're going through that now because i think they expected gran turismo 7 horizon if it gets delayed they expected that to be 2021 ghostwire was supposed to be 2021 and now their holiday lineup is looking a little bit bare from a from a first party perspective unless they pull another uh, remaster out, out their asses but uh yeah it's definitely gonna make xbox look really good and I know, I know it doesn't matter because it's all just fanboy stuff, but it's going to flip the whole narrative on its head. How mm -hmm. Sony had, the PlayStation 5 had the best, like, first half of the year, but now Xbox is just going to make up that ground and then some in the second half. Like, the whole, everything's going to change this holiday. Mm -hmm. I, I know it. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right on that MLD. I'm glad you brought that up. The only thing I will say, though, is that we are still missing... Uh, some concrete release dates on a few uh, titles, whether it be the Gunk, uh, you brought up Crossfire X. I know that they're still calling for, I think, a December, like at the end of this year, December 2021 date, which seems promising, but there's always a chance that that could get pushed back. We don't know what's going on with Scorn. So, I mean, there are a couple of titles that are, in a way, up in the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to. Um, they have so many games coming though. Like um, we were talking pre-show, we're, we're trying to get some uh, interviews, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one of the developers that we're trying is uh, um, from Twelve Minutes. Uh, that game, to me, I'm really interested in that game. Um, uh, that game's coming uh, August twelfth, I think. Yeah, you have Psychonauts, and I'm hearing Psychonauts uh, 
is good. I'm hearing it's good. So um, people that were hating on that, I'm hearing that it's funny. It's 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 impressive. So uh, you're gonna have a good game there. Um, you, you you're gonna have Forza Horizon and you're gonna have Forza Horizon and and Halo. Those are two huge multiplayer games. Two huge single player games. Uh, you know, Sony, Sony, uh, they sure do give great stuff, but it's one sided. Like for you know, and I don't think it was a bigger deal made of it. You know, for for The Last of Us not to launch with the, and they had an unbelievable, uh, you know, multiplayer and and you know, uh, Uncharted too. You know, their fans were expecting that, and they took that right from. Uh, mm-hmm. right from them, and they're going to probably charge them and do factions and do some type of multiplayer element that you're going to have to pay for. And Xbox is out here delivering games like Sea of Thieves um, that aren't, you know, they don't have, Sony doesn't have anything like that. And they're also delivering games like like Halo that and Gears and um, games that are AAA games but their their multiplayer is AAA, ton of content. Single player, AAA, ton of content. And uh, you know, uh, again, it's another advantage for Xbox. The people are beginning to notice. Um, and uh, you know, for me, uh, you're gonna have Flight Sim, Twelve Minutes, Forza Horizon Five, Halo. And then you're going to have multi-plats such as uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield. I think you're going to be – I think Xbox is going to be a place to – the de facto place to be for the holiday at least. Mm. Back for um, blood. You know, a Back for Blood oh, and yeah. Game Pass. I mean, come on. Like, like that E3 really solidified it. Like, people just realized. And, and you know, shout out to Xbox. You know, you go into your games to, to install – and it's really cool. Like you see all these games, and they're all like two months out, but they're your games. They're coming to the Game Pass. It's just really cool the way they're they're just handling stuff, and uh, exciting times. I mean, we're in the dead of summer, and like we said, these shows are they're not the easiest to do. I'm going to be honest, but mm-hmm. uh, they've been fun, you know, because you know we keep it. You know, we just talk about what Xbox has been doing and we have a strong community here, uh, you know, um, and uh, just happy where this show's going. MLD is a great addition and, um, you know, we're, Nine, we're making me blush here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just really excited. You know, I'm, you know, I've been working my ass off. I got uh, a sweet 16 to pay for next year. Uh, that's going to be a crazy amount of money. Uh, so I've been working the last, you know, 20 days in a row and I'm off tomorrow, but I have to study for something, but, uh, I haven't gamed as much as I would like, but, you know, I just love the idea that I'm going to have a holiday where I'm going to have a week off or whatever. And I know that I could just sit back and just play games all day long and they're going to be new games. So, um, it's been a long time coming and uh great point by MLD saying that they kind of took their hits and they did. And I think now it might be so uh, Sony's chance. They've had taken hits like they delayed GT seven and they delayed this and that, but 
if they delay Horizon and they have to go up against this monster of uh, set of games, believe mm-hmm. me, believe me, like you, like like MLD and the panel saying, I think you're going to start to see that shift that we keep talking about. That may have even happened with this MPD, like a previous two topics ago, but. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I don't think anybody on this panel expected that. And, you know, they just, they obliterated it. They, the most sales that they had since 2011. Yeah. No, it's really impressive stuff. And, uh, again, it's a good sign. It's a healthy sign for the industry. And, yeah, it would be surprising to him if uh, Horizon Forbidden West does not come out sometime this year. I mean, again, I'd rather the game, you know, come out polished and, you know, you know, doesn't matter what platform it is. I, I want to play a good game, so I just hope they choose what's best for the game. But it would be very, very surprising for Sony to not have, like, a first-party game in there. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. And, again, certain conversations come up. Like MLD was saying, and like you were uh, saying, Tim, you know, it's like the uh, the conversations will be reversed yet again. So we'll see what happens in the coming months, fellas. But uh, again, we got a lot of games to look forward to regardless of all these delays. And it these delays might be a trend even going into well into next year and beyond. So just something to consider. But okay, fellas, I think on that note, we're going to call it a night. And I gotta say, there was some really good banter on all the topics, and just a really fun show overall. Lots of uh, great thoughts, great chat, and so on. As well, a really amazing crowd tonight that joined us. Uh, Thanks a bunch to everybody that tuned in to listen. It's always appreciated, folks. You guys really, really do rock. We appreciate that you come out to watch us. And if you happened to enjoy tonight's episode, definitely consider subbing to the channel, liking tonight's show, and sharing this out on your social media of choice. But with all that being said, let's get to all of the outros, and I'll start with Centurion. Really good chat tonight, my friend. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, really awesome show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. For those interested in locating me and my craziness, you can always find me at Centurion1307 on Xbox Live, Twitter, and, of course, on YouTube. You can also find me on the Shop Podcast every Saturday, every Saturday night and all right here on the TXR Podcast every Sunday night. Well said, brother. Uh, moving on here. Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, uh, excellent insight as always, my friend. Uh, where can everybody uh, listening and follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. And yep, just a few more weeks. What was it? Uh, is that this week? Uh, yeah, I think it is on the 20, 20, 23rd, I think. Two Tuesdays I, from now. Yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, great show. I'll definitely be diving into that next this week. Hopefully, have some thoughts on that. So, for next show, but yeah, Ye- good show tonight. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of games to cover. Shock. That's uh, that's right. And me and Tim will be playing uh, a flight sim and so on. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a lot to converse about. Uh, moving on down the list, uh, Tim Dog. Hey, uh, good analysis, bud. I love the banter on. Uh, Again, uh, quite a few things here. I love the passion that you come up with, as always. But uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, I mean, I, I always try to come 
from the heart and you know um I think sometimes people uh you know can take it the wrong way but uh <laughs> overall I'm I'm a nice person and 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 uh this stuff is just clearly my passionate opinion and I'm a New Yorker and if I kind of feel passionate about something and something doesn't seem right I'm always going to point it out and I'm also uh definitely an Xbox fan so uh, it's you know I'm, I like what they do uh, they, and and how they do things and I've been a fan for a long time since it, since it really since day one uh, been a beta tester uh, so for me uh, you know it's it's who I am and I like to come on here every Sunday and you know uh, you know talk uh, talk the talk still waiting for our friend Megatron to make his illustrious appearance. Uh, he was supposed to come today, but he couldn't make it. That's fine. We love him. Uh, you know, can't wait to have him back. But uh, really happy about the show, feeling that uh, that we're doing really good. You can find me on Twitter. You guys know where to find me, xCloud, Tim Dog. Uh, I also do another podcast, as you know, RDX on Tuesday, 8 p.m., uh, a lot of times it gets the Monday news, the Monday news cycle. And right now, even though it's quiet, uh, maybe we get some news tomorrow. We could talk about Tuesday. Uh, but, you know, um, just happy to be here. Uh, you know, follow all the guys on the panel. Uh, they all do do great content. And um, in my opinion, uh, should get more eyes on them than they have. Uh, Centurion made a video uh, that uh, I really enjoyed, and I want more of it, um, to be honest. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, the content creation keeps going, uh, and we will see you next Sunday. I will be here with bells and whistles on, and great show tonight, great panel. Thanks to everyone who showed up. Thanks for all the uh, words and the opinions, and uh, maybe we'll have some clear-cut news, some strong news uh, this this uh, this next Sunday, I doubt it because it's we're in the summer months, mm -hmm. but um, we're getting close now. What 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 is what's today's date? The eighteenth. So the twenty. What is it? The twenty fourth. Flight sim comes out. Twenty seven, I believe. So that is that this week? No, no we're gonna miss, week, we're gonna miss it after. No, but isn't so, the ascent? Uh, the ascent is uh, dropping. The twenty ninth. That, right? That's all. That's another. That's another game that I want to play too. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that reminds me of uh Technocop, or like I like I just like the way that looks. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so we'll uh, we're getting real close to uh getting to games that we could talk about. Hopefully, maybe we'll uh do some co op skies, uh, Invader. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, some people uh said they want to do it. Like I said, I just hope that it's we could dumb it down where I could just fly the plane. Uh, I don't really need to. Uh, you know, to put a stabilizer and then, oh. you know, put this on and this on and this on and not know what I'm doing. But I'm excited for the game nonetheless. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it a shot together, Tim. Uh, we'll we'll arrange something with a few of the other guys. But uh, yeah, you're right. Great show, and we got a lot of games to look forward to. Um, let's see here, and to uh, round out this uh, general MLD buddy, the king of Xbox commentary. Uh, <laughs> where can all of our listeners find you at, bud? All right, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, YouTube is General MLD. Twitter is at MLD Ghost, and my gamer tag is Ghost MLD. Currently finishing off, well, trying to finish off MechWarrior Five. That game just mm. keeps going and going. Not that I'm complaining; it's pretty awesome. 
but I'm definitely trying to finish it before I play Flight Sim and The Ascent. Definitely looking forward to Flight Sim. Mm -hmm. I never played it before, but the idea of just going anywhere on the planet, including where you live, like that, uh, you got to try that out, especially with being on Game Pass. So that's that's pretty much what I'll be playing this month. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It just I think I just want to download it too, just for the fact that nobody thought that this game would ever fit or come on Xbox and... I haven't heard any problems, so I'm I'm just really excited to play this sucker too, just because again, like you said, just to you know, fly and just screw around and go wherever. I just I'm all for that. Um, okay, guys, and I'll round this out. Uh, this is your pal Invader, and you can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I'm also on a lot of different sites, such as Mines under the same name, Inv Invader Gaming. Again, excellent show all around. I'm already looking forward to next week's show. Have a good night, everyone. We will catch you later.